Hi, I'm Nicole Haney. I'm a business coach who helps goal-driven business owners build the life and business of their dreams. In this podcast, I share tactical advice on building your business, mindset tips, and inspiring interviews to help you build your business and change your life. This is the Goals and Gratitude Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Goals and Gratitude Podcast. On today's show, we're going to be talking about what do you do when you start to feel like my business just isn't working? Okay, so literally every single entrepreneur experiences this, right? We all go through periods in our business where we're like, this just is not working. This is not working. I am not getting sales. I am not getting clients. Nobody is buying from me and I don't know what to do. And I think a lot of times the knee-jerk reaction or the first thing that a lot of us think is like, if this business isn't going to work, then maybe I should just quit, right? Maybe I should just throw in the towel and like go back to having a regular day job. Um, The first time I experienced this was in my first business. So when I had started my first business, um, it was a health food bakery. Like my plan was to make healthy baked goods and bring them to a farmer's market and sell them one day a week. And the rest of my time was going to be spent like chilling out and living a laid back lifestyle. So like walking my dogs and tending to my veggie garden and just like living life, right? Um, But as I got into this business and I got into a farmer's market, I started to realize like I am not going to be able to bring in the amount of income that I thought that I'd be able to make on this. So I thought I'd be able to make a full-time income from going to a one day a week farmer's market, which now sounds nuts, right? But at the time, I had no idea. I had never started a business before. I had never had a food business. I had never sold anything at a farmer's market. So I had no idea what to expect. And so I really did think that I'd be able to do this. Um, But then I got into the farmer's market and I started selling my products. And I was like, cool, I'm only bringing in like a few hundred dollars a week. Like, what am I going to do about this? And so I started trying other things and I started trying to like have special features that would draw people in. And I started to really like promote it on social media. And I started to like put things on discount and like try just trying everything that I could try to bring more people in. And some of it worked, but it still only got me to a certain level. Like I was hitting a ceiling on my revenue and I couldn't get past it. And I started to realize like I'm hitting the ceiling because I'm only selling one day a week. And there's only so many people that are going to come to a farmer's market on the weekend, right? Like regardless of how good my product is, regardless of like how awesome it's selling, there's still going to be a limited number of people that I can sell this product to at this farmer's market. And so I started to realize that. And once I realized that, I was like, 
this business model that I had for myself, this idea of like making some healthy beige goods and bringing them with me to a farmer's market on Saturday and just like making an income and living my life, like that is not reality. Like that is not going to work. And so that was the moment where I was like, crap, like did I make a mistake here? Did I make a mistake quitting my job and jumping into this like thinking it's going to work. And it turns out that this just is not the business model that's going to work. And so um, this happens to everybody, right? We all kind of hit these walls where we feel like what we are trying to do is not working. And it doesn't just happen at the beginning of your business. This will happen repeatedly throughout the course of your business. And if you have different businesses, like it's just going to, it's going to happen and it's going to come up. Because when you start something, you are not going to be good at it, right? Like when I started running a business, I had no idea what I was doing. I had never run a business before. I did not have a business education. And so I I literally was just figuring stuff out on the fly. Like I was like, okay, cool, that didn't work. What do I do next? What do I do next? What do I do next? And you you're just not going to know what to do. And so that applies to anything. So starting a business that applies to like sales. When you start doing sales, you might be like, I have no idea how to do sales. And so the first couple of times that you try to do it, it might not work. Right. And you might start to feel like, oh, my God, like I can't do this. This is failing. This isn't working. I should maybe just like not do this anymore. Like maybe I should just throw in the towel. It gets super demoralizing, right? And it really starts to make you get down on yourself and feel like maybe this was a horrible idea. But here's the thing. A big part of what makes businesses succeed is just having this like determination, this persistence, this like inability to give up on your dreams, right? Because you will go through this. Everybody is going to go through this. You are not going to be perfect when you first start your business. You are not going to know what you are doing and it is going to be hard and you are going to get it wrong and you are going to have to pick yourself back up and figure out how to do it in a way that's more effective. And so um, I believe that this is a big part of why like 90% of businesses fail. I don't think it's because they didn't have a great business idea or that it's because the idea was never going to work or they didn't have a great product or it was never going to sell. Like, I don't think that's the case at all. I think 90% of businesses fail because people try and it doesn't work. And then they might try again and it doesn't work. And they might try a third time. And by the third time of it not working and them not getting it right, they decide to throw in the towel. Like, honestly, this is just such a huge part of what makes businesses either succeed or fail is just having this determination to keep trying and keep going, even when you don't know what is going to work. So today I wanted to share with you guys the process that I go through when this happens. Because it happens 
all the time, right? As we're going through our businesses, we will always come up against these obstacles where we feel like it's not working. And so I wanted to share with you guys my process that I go through when I feel this way. This is not by any stretch of the imagination a formalized process. It is literally like step-by-step what I go through when I experience this feeling. And I just wanted to share it with you guys because I want you to see how I'm able to kind of come out the other side of it with a better plan for my business and with renewed kind of like hope that this is gonna work. Because I think that's a big part of what drives us is this feeling of hope, right? When we have to keep going and we don't know if it's going to work and we don't know what's going to work and how it's going to how we're going to make it happen, I think that hope is really what drives a lot of us as entrepreneurs. And so this is kind of my process of like going from feeling hopeless and feeling like I should just quit and this is never going to work to really like regaining that control over my business and regaining my hope that this will actually like work and that I'll be able to scale it and get it to where I want it to be. Okay, so the very first thing that I do is have a full-blown meltdown. And I know that's probably not the first step that you were expecting to hear from me, but we are in full-blown honesty mode right now. This is authentic content. I am telling you like it is. So I have a meltdown, and I think that if you're anything like me, you probably do as well. And I think it is actually a really important part of the process to let yourself like feel those feelings. Let yourself feel like, crap, this is not working. I should just quit. Like this is not happening. And why did I decide to do this with my life? Why did I quit my job for this? I'm insane. Like this is not something people do. I should just go get a real job. Like literally like let yourself ugly cry about it. Like let yourself have a full blown breakdown about what is happening in your business because If you just push past this and you just say like, nope, this isn't working, like let's try and figure it out and let's try and problem solve and let's try and move on. And you don't have this moment of just complete and utter like crying about what's happening, you will just feel burnt out. You're just gonna burn yourself out and you're just gonna feel exhausted and overwhelmed And you're going to start trying things and trying things and trying things. And you're going to feel like nothing is working and you're going to frustrate yourself even more. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but because I am so, let's call it determined um, and persistent, uh, I experience this on a fairly regular basis, like just trying to push myself past my feelings And so, um, the first time I remember experiencing this in my business was literally when I was working on my brownie recipe, which is the most weird example ever, but here it is. Um, but when I started my health food bakery and I was working on my brownie recipe and it was not going the way I wanted it to go. And I just felt like this isn't working and like, I can't get it to be what I want it to be. And everyone I was sharing these brownies with, like my mom, my husband, like whoever, 
um, they were all saying like, no, it's a great brownie. It's a great brownie. And I was like, no, it's not. It's awful. Like it's not, it's not perfect. It's not what I want it to be. And so every single day I was just like getting up and like baking my heart out, like from, you know, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., whenever it was. And I would just like bake, bake, bake. And I would get, I would feel myself getting more and more and more frustrated at the fact that every batch I was making was not working. And the problem with this is that I didn't give myself that grace period to really just sort of sit back and be like, wow, this sucks. This sucks, right? Because I think when you can have that moment of like, this sucks and it's not working and let my let me give myself the grace to like feel it, that is the moment where you actually like release the burden and kind of take that weight off of your shoulders And it really does sort of lower your blood pressure and lower like the anxiety level and lower all of the pressure that you are putting onto yourself to get this right. It gives you that moment to take a step back. And I do think it is really necessary. So first step is I let myself like have a meltdown. Okay, so the second thing that I do is accept that this isn't working and that I'm going to have to make a change. This is not easy. This is, let me tell you, this is like possibly the hardest step in all of this because it requires you understanding that even if you have committed a bunch of time to learning how to do something one way, if it is not working, you actually have to let go of that. And that can be really hard because you feel like you've invested a lot of time going down this one path that, as it turns out, was never going to work for you. And so I experienced this when I started my online coaching business. So going into it, I recognized that I do not know anything about having an online business. Like, I don't know how to do this. And so um, there are a lot of experts out there that will give you advice on how to get started in the online space. And so I started listening to them and consuming their content and watching the YouTube videos and like learning as much as I possibly could from other people. And so a lot of the education around this um, centers around utilizing your social media platform to draw people into your world and connect with your audience and then having a lead magnet that will get people onto your email list. And then from there, having an email sequence that will eventually convert them into a paying client. And so I spent like a year going down this path. I spent a year um, learning about all of these things and implementing them and tweaking them and changing things and being like, okay, no one's downloading my lead magnet. Like, how can I get them to download it? Maybe they don't know about it. And like, really just like diving into the nitty gritty of like how to do this and how to do it really, really well. But eventually after a year, I got to the point where I was like, I I feel like I'm an expert at doing this. Like I feel like I am doing all of the things that these experts are telling me to do and that I'm doing them really, really well at this point. And yet still, I'm not seeing any traction in my business. Like I'm not seeing people converting. 
And so I had my my meltdown and I had my ugly cry. And then I got to this point where I was like, this is not working. This is not working, even though this is what all the experts tell you to do, right? And so I really had to kind of admit and recognize that I was going to have to make a change, even though I had devoted a year of my life to learning this process I had to admit that this process is not working and that I have to change it and find a process that will work. Because if I just continue down this path of utilizing a process that isn't working, I might end up with a big social media following and I might end up with a big email list, but I am not going to end up with a ton of paying clients. And that is what I want and that's what I need for my business. And so once I recognized that, I was like, I have to I have to make a change. I have to make a change. And that is not to say that, you know, if you've invested a year of your time in a process that was never going to work for your business, that is not to say that you have wasted that year. It's absolutely not a waste, right? Like I learned a lot from learning that process. I learned how to build a social media following. I learned about email lists and how to effectively get people onto your email list. Like I learned so very much about digital marketing that I never thought that I would know, but it wasn't ever going to get me to the end goal I wanted. So I can still utilize that in my business, just not in the way that I thought. And so I really had to accept that, yes, I've gone down this wrong path for about a year and I'm going to have to change gears and shift and do something totally different. But this is really what's going to get me to my end goal of having more clients. Okay, so once I have come to terms with the fact that I'm going to have to make a change, the very next thing that I do is try to look as objectively as possible at what's working and what's not working. So just because you aren't getting the sales that you thought you were going to get or you're not getting the clients you thought you were going to get, that doesn't mean that everything is not working, right? We don't want to catastrophize and say like, my whole business is just going down the drain, right? That's what step one is for, have your meltdown. But then we need to move on and we need to start like trying to objectively pull this apart and say, okay, there are some things here that are not working, but there are also some things here that are working, right? And so when I did this for my coaching business, I started to look at my content and I was like, you know what? My content is really resonating with people. Like I was finding that if I could get in front of people that they actually really loved what I had to offer and what I am saying. So like the open rates for my emails are really, really high because people know if they open my emails that they're going to get really high quality content. Um, My social media posts have really great engagement. So the number of views that um, a post is getting compared to the engagement on that post is really, really good. Like sometimes it's even close to 20%. And so people are really loving what I have to say. When I go to workshops and I deliver content in workshops, like people will email me afterwards and say, honestly, like, thank you so much for that content. Um, My podcast has really good listenership. Like 
I'm finding that when I get out there and I actually do get in front of people and I talk to people that they are loving what I have to say. And I think a big part of that is because I I am an entrepreneur and I've been an entrepreneur. And so I understand the challenges that you guys are facing because I've faced them myself as well, like in the past and now, right? And so I know um, a lot of what it takes to grow a successful business. And I know all of the personal growth aspect of it and how you really do need to like grow as a person and shift your mindset in order to effectively build a business. Like I know all of these things and I'm not afraid to be vulnerable and I'm not afraid to share my stories with you guys. And so I think that that is a big part of why my content does so well and why it resonates with my target audience. So I was like, okay, cool. This is a part of what's really working very well is my content. I do not need to change my content strategy. Like I don't need to change what I'm talking about or how I am talking about it. But what is not working is getting in front of my audience. And so um, a lot of the expert advice that I was listening to was from pre-pandemic times. So social media changed pretty dramatically in 2020. It changed in terms of how your posts were getting seen, who it was getting out to, the algorithm changed, and it also changed in terms of how people are utilizing social media to consume content. So instead of it being a platform where somebody would maybe see your post, click on it and read like a long form caption, people are now kind of like very quickly scrolling through social media and they're looking just for things that are kind of entertaining for them for the most part, right? They really just want to go onto social media to feel good and have something um, fun and entertaining put in front of them. And so social media just changed so dramatically. And so a lot of the advice that I have been listening to was advice that worked like pre 2020, pre all of these changes to social media. And now it just like wasn't working anymore just because of how dramatically social media had changed. And so I started to think, okay, this is the piece that's not working is this whole idea of like, drawing my audience from social media and then pulling them through the sales funnel and eventually getting them to work with me. Like this whole thing, this whole process just does not work anymore in 2022. And so I started to think about, okay, if that is not working, then what can I do about it? And this is the next step is you want to start to think about, okay, what can I do about this piece of my business that is not working. And so what I like to do here is really just brainstorm, like a ton of ideas, right? Start thinking about, okay, if my problem is not being able to get in front of my target audience effectively, how can I do this better? How can I do this better? What are the different ways that I can get in front of my audience? And so really when you're in this situation, you just want to have the most open mind possible. Like you do not want to shut down any idea that you're having. Literally just grab a piece of paper and a pen and start just like scribbling down ideas. Like what are all of the ways that you can possibly think of to more effectively do this thing. And so if I've already established that the thing that is working is that my content is great 
and the thing that's not working is that I'm not effectively getting in front of my audience, then the question becomes, how can I do that better? How can I more effectively get in front of the audience that I need to be getting in front of to get clients? And so for me, my audience is entrepreneurs. And so I started thinking like, where are entrepreneurs looking? Like where could, where are they already looking that I could then put myself in front of these people? And so I've been an entrepreneur. And so I know where entrepreneurs are looking, right? Because it's all the places that I was looking. And so um, sometimes entrepreneurs are going to small business centers um, or regional innovation centers and they are looking for help with their business. They have recognized like, I don't know necessarily how to do this piece of my business. And so I'm gonna reach out to a small business center and I'm going to go to workshops and I'm gonna learn how to do this thing. Networking events was another thing that I had on my list as well. So entrepreneurs, I know not everybody loves a networking event because they can be kind of cringy sometimes, but A lot of entrepreneurs do go to networking events because they want to meet other entrepreneurs. They want to meet other people in person, in real life that have done what they're trying to do. They want to get their name out there. They want to get their brand out there. And so um, they know that the more people they connect with, the better it's going to be for their business. And so a lot of entrepreneurs do go to networking events to try to meet other people. And so that was something that went on my list as well. Trade shows, markets, pop-ups, like anywhere that you can sell your product. I need to tell you guys, like I can't, I honestly can't tell you how many events I went to with my first business. Like when you have a physical product, you are going to every event that you can get your hands on, right? And so I was constantly like always out there going to trade shows and doing like these one-off events that were happening and going to markets and like doing pop-ups, like just, it was constant. So I was doing at least a couple of them like every month, right? And so I knew that entrepreneurs would be going to these in-person events as well. So this is what you want to be doing, right? Is trying to just like brainstorm as many ideas as possible for fixing the problem that you're having. So let's say that your problem is the exact opposite to mine. Let's say that you're effectively getting in front of your audience, but your content just isn't resonating with them, right? They aren't responding to it. They aren't engaging. So your brainstorm might be, how can I more effectively create content that's going to resonate with my audience, right? And so you might be writing down things like, I need to speak on different topics. I need to talk about things that my audience is gonna like more. Uh, Maybe it's being more vulnerable, right? Maybe it's just like opening yourself up a little bit more and being able to show kind of the less perfect, polished side of you. Um, Maybe that's what your audience wants. Maybe it's the fact that you are selling too much, right? And every single post that you do is basically asking people to buy something from you or telling them about a discount or an event or what have you. And it's not resonating with them because you're not creating that connection. Basically, whatever your problem is, like honestly, it applies to literally any problem that you might be having in your business you wanna think about like, what is the problem exactly that I am experiencing and what are 
all of the ways that I could possibly solve this problem and make it better. Okay, so then once you have your brainstorm all down on paper and you have a number of different ways that you could potentially tackle this problem, what I do is I will look at this list and I will say, what do I think is the most effective way to solve my problem, right? Because any of these things could potentially solve my problem. So going to workshops, going on podcasts, going in person to um, events and like handing out business cards, going to networking events, like all of these things could potentially solve this problem. But what we want to do is like find the most effective way to solve it, right? Because if nothing else, as entrepreneurs, we are super freaking busy. We are busy and we do not have the time to be trying just like everything, right? And just kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall, just trying to like see what sticks. We wanna be thoughtful about what path we're gonna go down so that we don't end up wasting a ton of time. And so that is what I did in this situation. So I looked at my list and I thought, you know, I think that podcasts are going to be the most effective way for me to get in front of my audience because a lot of people listen to podcasts. Like I, most entrepreneurs are listening to podcasts of some sort, right? And so I was like, okay, a lot of entrepreneurs are listening to podcasts and you can get in front of a large audience with a podcast, right? Larger than you might with, let's say, an in-person workshop. Um, And I thought, you know, if I can get in front of these people and I can deliver my high value content, then that is going to be the most effective way for me to increase the clients that are working with me. And so I started going down this path. And as I did, I started to realize this is not going to work right? And this might happen to you. You might choose what you think is the most effective thing from that list and start going down that path and it's not going to work either. And again, I know, I know that this is probably going to be a very demoralizing moment for you where you're like, damn, like I'm trying so hard to make this work and like nothing is working. But you have to just kind of take that step back again, let yourself have your meltdown and then move forward, right? And regroup and figure out what is going to work better and more effectively. But for me, so I went down this path of trying to get onto podcasts and I started reaching out to a bunch of podcasts that I thought would be interested in having me as a guest. And I started out with some of the bigger podcasts and then I was like, I wasn't hearing back from them. And I was like, oh, they're too big. Like maybe I should start reaching out to some smaller guys. And so I start reaching out to some smaller guys and I'm still not hearing back from people. Or if I do, I'm hearing kind of like a thanks, but no thanks. Like, oh, we already have like our our list of guests lined up. So like, we'll get back to you eventually if we think it's the right fit, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so basically like a no, a no in a polite way. And I started to realize like, wait a second, there's a reason that these people are saying no. It's because they don't know me. They have no idea who I am. And who is it that people bring onto their podcast, right? People bring their friends onto their podcast. Like, of course they do. They bring people on that they know, that they've interacted with, they know is gonna be a great speaker, they know is gonna offer something of value to their audience. Like, they are gonna go with the people that they know first and foremost, right? 
And so me coming at them as somebody who they have never met before, they don't understand that I have a lot of value to offer to their audience because they don't know me, right? And so of course they're saying no, of course they're saying no. And so I was like, okay, this is not the way, like this is also not working, right? And so I went back to my drawing board and I was like, okay, what, aside from podcasts, what is going to effectively be a way for me to get in front of my audience? And I started to realize, oh, actually doing workshops will probably be the most effective way to get in front of my audience. Because even though it might be a smaller audience than the amount of people listening to a podcast, it's going to be a more effective audience because these are the people who have literally raised their hand and said, I'm a business owner and I need some help here, right? If you are going to a small business center and attending a workshop, you are doing that not just for funsies, like you're doing that because you feel like you need a bit of help in your business. And so if I'm getting in front of like, let's say even 20 people who have raised their hand and said, I need help with my business, those are going to be more so my potential clients versus people who are listening to a podcast, right? Because you might be listening to a podcast feeling like your business is going quite well and you're just listening to it because you're interested, because you're interested, because you want to have some motivation or be inspired or something like that. And so um, even though I might be getting in front of a much larger audience on a podcast, it's really not quite as targeted as going and doing workshops. And so um, that was sort of what I decided to do. That was the most effective path for me to go down at that point in time. And so I decided I'm going to start going down this path and start trying to get those workshops. Okay, so once I have decided on what I think is the most effective way forward, the very next thing that I do is make a plan for how I'm going to do that. So if doing workshops is going to be the most effective way for me to move forward and get more clients in my business, then I am going to need to reach out to people who do workshops, right? So small business centers, regional innovation centers, um, people who run conferences, and I'm going to have to reach out to them because I can't just wait for them to reach out to me. They don't know who I am. They haven't necessarily ever interacted with me before. And so I am going to have to do some cold outreach. I'm going to have to do some cold emails. And so I start to think about, okay, what's going to go into those emails? And I have to actually craft the email in a way that makes it clear that I can deliver value to their audience. I'm also going to have to meet with these people. They're not going to bring me in for a workshop until they have actually met with me. And so that might mean doing a virtual meeting where I'm discussing what topics I can speak on. Um, it might mean actually driving out to their location and meeting with them in person. Um, I'm also going to potentially have to follow up with some of these people. If I had a really great meeting and then I don't hear back, it might require a bit of a follow-up email. And so what am I going to say in that follow-up email? So really, this is what you want to do is create um, a plan and write down all of the things that you will have to do to execute on this new kind of path that you're going down, right? executing on this new, um, a more effective strategy for your business. And so once you have that list of things, 
don't stop there. So this is um, a mistake that I have made time and time again because I am a creature of habit. Like I really love having a schedule and sticking to that schedule and not really changing it that frequently. And so if I have a schedule where I am posting, let's say 10 to 12 times a week on social media, because that's the path I was going down is trying to get in front of my audience on social media. And I have that all set up in my schedule in a way that works for me. I'm very hesitant to change that. And I think most of us are hesitant to make changes, right? Like most of us want to continue to do the things that we've been doing. But as you can see with this entire conversation, like that's the whole point is that you have recognized that you need to make a change. And in order to actually make that change, you're going to have to stop doing what you were doing before and start doing something different, right? And so um, sometimes it does take me a little bit of time to realize like, okay, well, if posting to social media is not what's going to actually get me more clients, then maybe I should pull back on that. And instead of posting 10 to 12 times a week, maybe I'm only posting like three to five times a week so that I can kind of stay on top of it and continue to nurture that relationship that I have with my audience, but at the same time, not be dumping all of my time into something that's continuing to not work for me, right? So I have to free up time in my schedule to start doing the things that I know are going to work. And so if I pull back on social media posting and I start posting three to five times a week, that gives me a whole lot more time to start running down this list of finding organizations to partner with, reaching out to them, having those meetings, following up, and then actually executing on the workshops that I have lined up for myself. And doing that is going to get me potentially more clients, right? And so you really do have to kind of take a look at your schedule and find room to reorganize it so that you can make time for the things that you know will actually move the needle forward. Okay, and so the last thought I want to leave you guys with is just knowing that you're not alone, right? Like this happens to everybody. Every entrepreneur feels this way multiple times throughout the course of their business. It is totally normal to feel this way. And I think it's hard to understand that other people are going through this as well because we present ourselves in a certain light on social media and it makes it look like everything is awesome, right? Your business is going so well, things are growing and it's we're hiring and like whatever it is that you're seeing that other people are talking about, it makes it look like they are not also struggling. I promise you that they are. I promise you that literally every single person that you see out there that has their highlight reel on social media is going through the same stuff that you are going through as well. Everybody experiences this and it sucks and it doesn't feel great, but it also doesn't mean that you are failing at your business. This is how you succeed at business is going through this and going through this process and realizing that things are not working and shifting and changing. Nobody builds a successful business on their first go. It just doesn't happen, right? Your first plan, your first idea of how you're going to make it work is never the way it actually works out. 
because you have to try things and learn as you go. And when you're learning, there are going to be pickups. There are going to be obstacles and things you have to overcome. And so it is normal to be experiencing these obstacles and to feel like it's not working. And so you just have to find those ways to get past it and keep moving forward. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and we will see you in the next episode. 